My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the, the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Beware of the blob. It creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door, and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch. Be careful of the blob. Yes! <laughs> You're welcome. So good. Please don't copyright us. It was just for funsies. <laughs> Uh, so there you go, Mom. All those uh, years and years and years of <laughs> private vocal lessons with me doing nothing with them. You're welcome. They were well worth it. It was amazing. Yeah, I didn't even prepare that. If you guys hadn't guessed, by now we're doing The Blob from 1958. And if you haven't watched it, please stop this right now. Go watch it. It's from 1958. It's really easy to find mm-hmm. because not a lot of movie studios are freaking out about it. So... <laughs> um, yeah, you should go watch this. It's a classic. Yeah, it's something I hadn't seen since I was really little. I oh. want to say like eight. Yeah, same here. The only thing, I remembered a few like imagery things when I was watching it. Right. I was like, okay, I remember that. Like the theater? Yep. Um, or the freezer? Yep. Yep. I actually basically all I remembered. Yeah, I actually remembered when I was a kid, it scared me. And specifically when it is creeping under the freezer door yeah. that I remember that actually scaring me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so this isn't something that you're going to watch and have to sleep with the lights on. No. It is such a fun movie. Yes, absolutely. The theme song is truly a bop. Clearly <laughs> yeah. it's going on my Spotify playlist. Just it's amazing. I even forever. wrote that too. I love this song and find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's on Spotify. If you put in the blob theme by the five blobs, it's on there so go listen to that listen to my lovely pitchy rendition it was amazing thank you and (laughs) yeah so we kind of talked about is this a creature feature or an alien movie but we decided an alien movie i think it's an alien movie i can see creature feature i'm just going with alien movie so in the beginning of this movie something crashes to earth yes and something comes out and starts marking people up (laughs) (laughs) so you get okay so steve mcqueen this was his first role and if you don't know who steve mcqueen is where have you been he's a huge movie star huge classic movie star this was his very first role yep and it opens with him and this his lady friend jane and right off the bat i was like yes he was like (laughs) janey girl and she's like my name is not Janie girl my name is jane and i was like get him (laughs) you don't take that jane (laughs) so i really liked her character she was a really strong female lead and for 1958 like i appreciate that i appreciate that a lot and she's running around in this cute little dress i'm like with all these other guys she's keeping up with them and everything yeah she's not like freaking out no uh it's really good the music is amazing i got a very scooby-doo esque vibe because scooby-doo yeah, came out in the 60s feel like that. yeah i didn't even think of that yeah I, I literally wrote down in my notes um nostalgic scooby-doo-esque music and my dog was really into this movie so you know it's good i saw the picture and i'm just saying you might want to post it on something because other people need to see she how was just into sitting she was. at the end of my bed <laughs> now there are a lot of dogs barking in this movie but she just tilted her head and usually so with, yeah with dogs barking usually she'll start barking back mm-hmm. even at like secret life of pets like little animated <laughs> ones she can see that it's a dog and she'll start freaking out but she was just watching and she'd sat at the end of the bed and then she just kind of laid down and watched the rest of the movie with me I was like, even my pug likes this movie, <laughs> so you have to watch it. But this thing crashes to Earth, and yes. this 
old gentleman goes and he finds it and he finds this it looks like just a little probably palm sized little bit of slime mm-hmm. that you see on all the Instagrammers do these days with their slime ASMR videos and what else do you do with slime but pick it up with a stick right just poke it right yeah I would have just picked it up with my hands <laughs> so I mean I would have just gotten got faster <laughs> but, so he picks up the slime and it and basically encases over his yes. his hand and he starts panicking because he can't get it off and so he runs out into the road and Jane and his actual name in the movie is Steve also and Steve are driving along and they almost hit him and so mm-hmm. they put him in the car and time to take him to the doctor hopefully the doctor's in right and then they go to the doctor and the doctor is indeed in as he's leaving you can see on his face he's like oh man I almost that have to go home that is so us Patients yes. come in right before we close, and they're like, I need this very complex thing. And we're like, are you serious? <laughs> and this was so complex, he even thought this thing kept getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And I made a note that this guy, it, it's attached to this man, and it seem, it's getting bigger, and he seems to be in immense pain. Right. Like, this thing is not just like, it's like eating him. Yes. That's it's like what, eating his arm. Yeah, exactly. Which, if it's eating his arm, I'm just going to say one thing. Why does it have to have fingers? I don't understand. It's already eating his arm. Why is it still shaped like fingers? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But he's clearly in pain. So this doctor is like, you know, we're going to have to amputate. He's considering amputating. I did make a note, though. He tells Steve and Jane to go back to where they thought they saw this. They thought right. it was a shooting star or something. And see if they can find out anything. Mm-hmm. But because they were in a hurry to get this poor suffering man to the doctor and he went around these three other teenagers in this car, mm-hmm. they had to race. I know. Thank you. I, I literally wrote, what's with the drag racing scene? WTF, I mate. will tell you. I don't... And it will make me unpopular. Egos. <laughs> Egos. <laughs> that is exactly why they had to race Steve. Why was it in the movie? I just... Egos. I mean, I love it. Like, his little banter with the cop at the end, loved it. It made me laugh, but well, still, why? And they were able, at least, to set up that the cop and Steve already had, like, an established mm-hmm. relationship. So the cop's name is Dave, and he's like, what are you doing right? You know, <laughs> like, Very he's lecturing him. Sheriff. Yeah, so they get off, and, you know, with... He, they were racing backwards also, and the cops just like, ah, you kids. Like, what? you're going to kill somebody, yeah. first of all, without this power steering. Like, come on. <laughs> um, so we have this little side drag yes. race, which you think is going to be like this Grease-esque kind of thing where they're enemies, but then they end up... They're friends. Like, yeah. it's so weird. Because they are like, oh, you're the big shot in town. Nah, nah, nah. All this trash talk. And then they're like... Okay, buddy, what do you need? Let's go find this space right? alien exactly. thing that just crashed to the ground. So they all go and they're looking for this thing. And they find the man's dog and they take him because Jane's like, he'll starve because that man's not going to come back. Mm-hmm. So kudos to Jane. I wrote, <laughs> yes, save the dog on my notes. <laughs> but it cuts back to the doctor. And uh, and the hand, which I made a note, totally looks like Jello. Like he moves the blanket and it's just Jello. It's great. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to also mention when they're talking about going and helping Steve find this alien thing, they try to convince him to first go see a real nice spooky bit. And that is, they're referring to a horror movie. Which is 80 cents. 80 cent movie. But more importantly, this is now a spooky bit podcast. Okay. Spooky bit podcast. Spooky bit. We're We're going to see a real good spooky bit. (laughs) I really love that. For 80 cents. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, and so he's realizing this thing is getting bigger and it's starting to obviously become a problem. He's like, I'm going to oh, amputate. He sees it moving under the sheet. Yeah, the sheet that starts moving. That actually did creep me out a little bit. Did like, it? Ooh, thinking of the doctor in there by himself oh, and the yeah. sheet's moving. Yeah. Mm, no. Yeah. And uh, there are a couple. Well, first of all, he calls the nurse in and yeah. says, hey, I'm going to need your help. So this poor nurse comes in and her name is Nurse Kate. Mm-hmm. And she comes in to help him. But then the old man essentially is consumed and there is no saving this old man. And they realize that this blob or Mm -hmm. they never say blob is dangerous. Obviously it's eating this thing. And it literally is just a, it's a very well-named movie. It's just Mm -hmm. a blob of like this gelatinous nastiness Mm -hmm. going around eating people. And Poor Kate. They get separated, mm-hmm. her and the doctor. They're in different rooms, kind of on each side of the blob. And I have a failed attempts to kill it count here. Yes. What? She tries to throw acid on it. Doesn't work. It just flashes a bunch of 1950s special effects. If acid doesn't work, why would you shoot a gun at it? Yeah, so gun doesn't work. Acid doesn't work. So we're up to two kill attempts now. Yeah. They don't work. It gets more later. <laughs> and at this point, um, it also goes, after it kills the doctor, it goes to uh, this mechanic. Yeah. Kills the mechanic. Mm-hmm. Eats the mechanic. Whatever. Consumes, eats, kills. They're gone and with no trace. And and then it goes into this little grocery store. Yes. Which is where Steve and Jane end up seeing mm-hmm. it. So. And they hear the puppy and uh, it's so sad. that the dog gets away. But I was, I, was I literally wrote down, uh, it's all scratched out here. I said, yes, save the dog when they initially took the dog. And then I wrote, oh no. I did. The dog the got got. Same thing. Is the dog going to get it? And I said, of course it is. It's a horror movie. And then I crashed, <laughs> scratched it out and said, no. Yep. Our notes are all scribbled because we, <laughs> it makes you think the dog gets killed. Yes. And I'm so happy for a horror movie not to kill the animal. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Blob. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, I wrote dog death because I was going to give a warning about a dog death, <laughs> yeah. and so I scratched it out. But they go into the shop, and something I really appreciated about this movie, they've gotten the cops involved, so I forgot to mention, Steve sees the death of the doctor. He mm-hmm. sees it through the window, and so he gets the cops involved, and they're obviously like, mm, this Jello's not eating people, mm-hmm. you're crazy kooky kids, and you're lying. Yeah. And so they go and they check out the doctor's office. And it's obviously looks like it's been ransacked. Right. Like he's been robbed. Exactly. And they think that the teenagers just like played a prank or something. But what I really appreciated about this movie, I don't know if this was like before all these movie stereotypes, but every single time they went into a dark place, one of their first priorities was finding a light. They blew a fuse at the doctor's office, so they were like, we got to fix the fuse, and then we can further assess the situation. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. And I am loving how you're picking up these little details that I'm not even noticing in movies. And, like, when they go to the grocery store, which was the point we mm-hmm. were getting to, it's dark, and he's like, we got to find the light. we got to find the light. Now, they don't always do it right away, but that's a point they make to, like, yes. turn on the light. And I'm like... Thank you. Finally, not a horror movie going, why don't you turn on the light? Yeah, the whole time you're like, there's a light switch right there on the wall. This is like 20 whatever and we have electricity. Yes. Turn on the damn light. You're not doing that in this movie because I don't know if this was just before horror movie cliches or if this was just a smarter horror movie Mm -hmm. and these were smarter characters because you really do appreciate the characters. I thought they were great. Yeah. The teenagers, you know, are trying to warn this town of this horrible thing 
and nobody's listening to them, but they're going after this creature essentially on their own to try to figure out how to stop it. Right. Even though it nobody makes, believes them. Makes me think a lot about, no offense, but millennials and baby boomer problems today. You know, you always, it always happens. It's not just millennials and baby boomers. You always it's have the, the older gen- generation yep. having problems with the younger generation. Yep. And this movie just proves it once again. Even in the Even, 1950s. Yes. Yep. So when they get into this grocery store... Mm-hmm. Um, the blob basically corners them and they have to go into a freezer. And this is the part when I was a kid that I remember. And it's coming after them and they're in this meat freezer and it starts slipping under the door. Mm-hmm. Creeps. Glides. <laughs> slides across yeah. the floor into the door. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it goes into this the freezer, but it, it retracts. Mm-hmm. And they don't know why. But that's the first little like hint, of hint you get something. of how this thing might not tolerate certain things temperatures maybe <laughs> and <laughs> so it it leaves them alone to go just cause more mayhem in this town mm-hmm. the first real emergency situation that this thing causes is the movie theater which mm-hmm. i thought was really interesting because i guess it's a projection room the blob gets in mm-hmm. through the ventilation system he's the poor projectionist he's just poor reading guy. a book Playing the spooky bit. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Yeah. And then it starts coming out of mm-hmm. the top of the theater and people are just like running for yeah. their lives. Talk about the fun run real quick. We're talking about the theater and people were, the, these teenagers in this movie it ob- figured out that this is going on. So there's a, a scene or a shot where people are just running right. full speed out of it's the theater like screaming. It's the famous scene yeah. of the blob. is right. people running away from the blob coming out of these two double doors just mm-hmm. oozing out after these people running down the street. And nowadays, every anniversary about July 13th, every single year in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, which is where the colonial theater that they filmed this at was, mm-hmm. every year people flock to Phoenixville for three days. And one of the things that they do is they all gather in the theater... And they have a fun run. It's a Blobfest run that they all run out of the theater just for fun. I would do that so fast. Like, we should go sometime. Well, for somebody who grew up in Manitou Springs where you have the coffin races, where it's just a bunch of people who dress up and make a coffin that they then run down the road. (laughs) It's so weird and crazy. And I love it. And I would love to do that someday. Absolutely. Well, we can put it on our list of places we need to go film. Yes. We... Side note, have a huge surprise, but it's not until October. Yep, you guys are going to have to wait, but we, it's going to be worth it. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Teaser, you got a lot of months, but <laughs> it's really awesome, and I can't wait. Anyways, something I thought was really interesting, and Brad actually watched this movie with me, and he really enjoyed it too, and he's never seen it, and he, I kind of thought a lot of people, especially nowadays, they'll go back and watch a horror movie from... You know, the 50s or the 40s. And they're like, this is lame. Like, he enjoyed it too. And something that he thought was interesting was these kids, to get the town up and out of bed to warn them, Mm -hmm. they set off the air raid sirens. Mm -hmm. And this was, you know, after World War II and at the cusp of, or in the Red Scare. Right. So, you know, all these people are getting out of bed and they're setting off all the fire alarms. They're honking all their horns. And And so the old guy who has like all all the hats. 
Like, he <laughs> he thinks it's a fire drill, so he puts on his fire hat, and then he thinks it's an air raid drill, so he's got an entirely different hat for that. And he's got to get the right outfit on. Great. Which emergency are we dressing exactly. for? I got a closet full of them. He's like a current, like a how we have preppers today. Yes, I love him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so the whole town gathers in this little, I guess, town center outside mm-hmm. this grocery store or whatever, and they're like... There is something, and it is killing people in this town, and you should all be worried, and we have to do it. We have to figure something out. And all the rest of the cops are like, oh, you kids are just causing problems. But Dave is the good cop. Mm-hmm. He's the one that didn't give Steve the ticket, and he believes them. So then they get this town involved in basically looking for this. And then the movie theater thing happens, and everybody is like, oh, oh shit. Oh, it's actually happening and yeah. coming for us. Oops, Exactly. <laughs> And uh, they stampede out of the movie theater. And then the other scene that I remember was this diner scene. Mm-hmm. So I did not remember that. Sweet Jane mm-hmm. and her little brother. Jane has this little brother who's a damn idiot. He's going to pop a cap in that. <laughs> he takes this little... It's not like a... It's a it's, little cap gun. Yeah, it's a little cap... Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And he starts shooting at the blob. And yep. Jane's like, oh, He unloads God. on it. Yep. Nothing and then he happens. runs out of caps. <laughs> <laughs> he does indeed not cap it. <laughs> and Jane has to grab him, and the closest or the nearest shelter is in this diner. Right. But her and the little boy mm-hmm. and Steve and the owner of the diner mm-hmm. or a worker end up trapped in this diner, and the blob, for some reason, is coming for those four people and not the mass of people right they over here. They ran away. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I don't know if it, it never, you never know if it's intellectual or mm-hmm. intelligent or if it just is seeking out things to eat. Mm-hmm. But it goes after these four people, it gets into this diner, and they end up trapped in the cellar. Right. And I remember the diner scene and imagery of it like being encased this blob gets so big that it just completely encases this diner and i thought it was really cool i was kind of watching it and it looked like miniatures to me and it was Mm -hmm. i looked it up and there are they made miniature sets and they basically like squeezed this what was it silicone it was silicone and food coloring yeah red food coloring and they squeezed it through like the movie theater windows at the top Mm -hmm. or whatever they squeezed it through that and they put it over this little replica of the diner and that's how they shot those special mm-hmm. effects thing because there was obviously no CGI, no like, right. none of that. had to do it. Yeah, exactly. Which is another reason I love this movie so much because they even like when, one time when the blob gets, it was like, I think it was when it got acid on it, it like changed colors so mm-hmm. you could see it reacting. I just appreciated that so much. I just <laughs> love this movie. So they were down in the cellar and they can kind of radio out mm-hmm. and... Another thing failed to kill them. They dropped a power line on it. Yep. Heat, fire, electricity. All it did was light the diner on fire. Yeah. Which is great. So there are now people trapped. In a burning building. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, something trying to eat them at the same time. So so they're trapped in the cellar and they eventually are trying to put out this fire. Mm -hmm. And they're realizing that the CO2 coming from the fire extinguisher, it starts to retract. Yep. So they call out. To the firemen and everyone standing outside, and they're like, "Hey, cold! It's cold!" And so they immediately don't waste any time, and they get up and they go get all the CO2 fire extinguishers that they can find, mm-hmm. and they basically reduce this little blob, and they're able to call the air force in mm-hmm. to transport it, and it ends to Antarctica. 
with the most ironic. Yep. They it's, take it's it. They take it to Antarctica because it's cold there, and there's glaciers and ice caps, and it'll be cold forever. No, no. It literally there was a quote in it that I love. It said, "As long as the Arctic stays cold." Did you know that global warming is real? <laughs> I really hope they do one nowadays and bring the blob back. Cause it would oh be my perfect. Okay, so it's been all these years. The ice caps are melting. Mm-hmm. It's getting warmer. Granted, it's still like negative 20 every day in Antarctica right. or in the Arctic. But it is getting warmer. There aren't these ice caps. Yes. I mean, let's do a return of the blob yes. now because it's fitting because it's not as cold. It would be so good. Yeah. I literally wrote down... LOL at the ice caps in my <laughs> notes. <laughs> so that's kind of like what the movie is, walking through it. So this little B movie, it was actually just made as a teenage flick mm-hmm. just to get people to go to the drive-in. Yep. And it ended up, this little B movie grossed $12 million. Which is really unfortunate for Steve McQueen. Yes. Because they told him he was a new actor. Yep. And, and he had no faith in the script. He had no faith in this movie at all. And so they said, we will give you $2,000 up front right mm-hmm. now. Or you can get a percentage of whatever the movie brings in. Yeah. And he really undercut he himself a lot. The up front. Granted, he ended up being fine. He did. But, but he could have oh. gotten a much better paycheck if he had just been like, okay, let's see what happens. So this is supposedly based on a true story. Granted, it's a huge stretch. Okay, so um, on September 27th, 1950, a newspaper ran an article with the headline, Flying Saucer Just Dissolves. And there were two police officers that swore they'd seen this mysterious object fall from the sky. And when they got there, it was this purple gelatinous mass. And so even the FBI got involved and it just became like a laughing stock basically the entire country (laughs) and so fast forward to 1957 the producer jack harris was looking to make like a creature feature but he couldn't come up with a premise and so he heard about this ufo situation and he said okay let's do that it'll be this this substance Mm -hmm. and he made sure it had to be in color it can't be cheap um it's gonna have to have like it's got to be have some substance that's basically what he wanted And it's got to have good characters, and they have to have a good script and some good dialogue. And it was produced by a religious film company. So (laughs) Valley Forge Films, they did a lot of Christian movies, but they weren't making the money that they wanted to. It just wasn't, you know, they made some money, but the audience wasn't really. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to basically get the word of God out to as many people as they could. So this, this guy went and said, make this movie for me. It'll be big. And then... You'll be known, and then you can spread the word as much as you want. <laughs> so that's how he got this movie to do this movie, and it had a bunch of different titles. It was going to originally be called the Molten Meteor, and there was another one, the Glob that Girdled the Globe. Wow, so that was a lot. I literally was like reading that, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna mess up this word. <laughs> um, but by the time that he suggested the Blob, shooting was well underway, so the script never refers to it by name. Instead, it's just called a mass because they just didn't know what to call it. Okay. That's why it's it's never referred to as the Blob. And the song that I did a wonderful rendition of at the beginning yes, of this. Yes, it was amazing. It made the Billboard Top 40. I love that. If you listen to the song, what I what I did in the beginning. That's the only lyrics the song has, and it just has it like four or five times. But the music is bumping. There's some <laughs> awesome saxophone in that. Y'all gotta listen to it. Please just listen to it for me. 
And another interesting thing is a lot of people at the time thought the blob was a metaphor for communism. It was red. And so people were like, you know, red scare. And eight years earlier than that, the State Department had been basically infiltrated by what they said no less than 200 red communists. And so they thought that he was making a political statement out of it. Wow. Yep. And in Greece, this is the trailer that's on when they're at the drive-in. Oh, in the movie Grease. Yeah. Um, so I thought you'd country for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and so now on our bucket list is to go to Blobfest. Yes. Because this movie was Someday so great. we need to do that. Yep. It was amazing. So I really enjoyed this movie. I, you know, go into it knowing that it's from 1958. But even yeah. then, when I watched it, I was like, the color is great. It was it's been remastered a bunch, but the color was great. It wasn't overacted, in my opinion, no. and it was just a really, really good movie. Of course, the blob isn't going to be, like, horrifying. It's right. literally just silicone and red, but it's going around eating people, and it can get into pretty much any... You can't hide from it. If mm-hmm. we you lock the door, it's just going to go underneath it. Right. So it is a really scary premise. They did redo it in, like, 1988, but... Don't really want. Didn't really hear much about it. Don't really want to watch it personally. I think I've seen it once, but I yeah. don't even remember it. Yeah. So, it not really didn't. What really, wasn't something that we really wanted to talk about because the 1958 deserves its own. Yeah, and we are choosing to do this year as the stuff that really started us on horror movies, mm-hmm. and we both remembered this and remembered yep. it fondly and, and from our childhood. We need so. to have a. I think it's great to have like. 1958, and then I do Bird Box. Hey, brand new so, movies and old yeah, ones. Yeah, a nice Absolutely. mix. We're going to be doing some black and whites eventually. It's yeah. going to be all across the board. Definitely. So I would definitely give this movie like a probably a four out of five. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I love old movies anyway, so honestly, I was watching it the whole time, smiling, going, I'm so happy I'm watching this. So Me too. I would give it a five out of five. But I love yeah. old movies. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something you can watch just like laying in bed. It's not scary. It's just a yes. really good, fun, spooky bit, absolutely. if you will. All right. So we have a side story. Yes, we do. So tonight at Amanda's house... We had to smudge her entire house again. And uh, do you want to tell them what you did? <laughs> What'd you Are do? You mad at me? I can't believe you did this again. Listen, I needed a picture for our Instagram. <laughs> it's all for a picture. So last week we talked about The Exorcist. We did. And by this point, y'all all know how I feel about The Exorcist. But. And how I feel about Ouija boards. As you should. <laughs> But I really wanted a picture for our Instagram. You say that, and then you're going to get possessed. Okay, okay. Is the picture really worth it? It was a good picture. <laughs> it was a good picture. It good got job. a lot of reach. Yeah. That's You're good. welcome. I sacrificed you. potentially my soul. <laughs> so if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, you saw I took a picture with a Ouija board background, and I basically laid out The Exorcist, The Exorcist 2, and The Exorcist 3 movies because we were going to review them and... If you don't know this, you can't really use movie posters because you'll get copyrighted. So you kind of have to be creative when you're, Mm -hmm. you know, promoting, talking about a movie. So I was like, well, I have all these movies with covers. I'll put them on top of the Ouija board, which is how Reagan got possessed. So it'll be super great. And it was cute. It was. It was a good picture. I will admit that. But then. (laughs) uh, Weird shit started happening again in my house. Did you notice anything when you came into my house today? Yeah. Oh, for real. Okay, well, so weird shit started happening in my house again. 
and every night since I took the picture, I've been waking up at about three o'clock in the morning, which... Which anybody out there who loves creepy movies and creepy stories, three o'clock is the witching hour, the devil's hour, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And one of those nights, it was like almost three o'clock on the dot, something in our master bathroom shower just fell. And y'all know you've taken a shower and knocked something off and it's so loud people are like, are you okay in there? Mm-hmm. So it, it was, but it was almost like I was awake right before it happened, even though I wasn't. Cause I even heard it like come off the wall and then fall. Right. And it woke me and my husband up. Our dogs started losing their shit, uh, barking. And of course then I had to like turn on Bob's burgers <laughs> to go back <laughs> to sleep. Cause it was just abrupt, you know, we're all right. awake and I have a five-month-old pit puppy, and she's fearless. I mean, she's a baby. Right. She doesn't, you know, she hasn't learned fear unless she chews on my hand, you know. <laughs> and one, it was a morning. It was like Saturday or Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And Brad was in our guest bathroom with the door open, and she lost it. She started barking at that bathroom, and all of her hair was standing up. And Brad was in there like, it's okay, come to me, come to me. And she wouldn't go. She wouldn't. And I went and I I, did, I touched, I didn't grab her, but I went to pick her up and mm-hmm. move her away from the room and she peed. She scared me. She's peed. terrified of something. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened since. They haven't been acting weird, but that but, bathroom is next to the closet that I keep the board yeah, in. That's where I felt it tonight, by the way, was in that bathroom. Mm. Same place. And then something else happened when... We went to smudge tonight. Yeah. So we got, when we smudge, I got the board out Yeah. to smudge the board. And it has the original planchet in there. And again, if you didn't listen to our first episode, I have a Ouija board from 1972. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a Parker Brothers Ouija board. It's really old. And I opened it. And part of the planchet, the needle, the part that indicates which letter it's on, mm-hmm is in this like little plastic circle and it kind of looks like a nail that's in the middle of it. And it is, it comes out of the middle of the planchet. And when I put it in the box, I was kind of rough with it and the plant, it, the needle part wasn't in mm-hmm. the planchet. When I opened the box tonight, I looked at you. I don't know what I looked like, uh, but. <laughs> you looked white and scared. Well. As you should have been. The needle was perfectly in the center of the planchet like back exactly where it was supposed exactly to be. where it was supposed to be if you were going to be talking with it and you saw me i popped it out and i had to work yes it took a while for you to get that back it is not easy it doesn't no. just like fall in there you have to kind of adjust not it like if you jostled it on the top shelf exactly it back in place right exactly so i even took it to brad and i was like maybe i should get rid of it mm-hmm. and he was like well, it could be because you, th- I can't reach the shelf it's on in the closet. So when I put it up, I kind of like put it up at an angle and then just kind of hit at it yeah. until it gets on the shelf. And he's like, it could have just like jostled into place. And I was like, maybe, but he didn't see me put the effort yeah. into getting the needle back into it. So I don't, I don't really know what I want to do with it at this point because I don't really want someone else to get it and use it. You yeah, know, absolutely. I'm not going to use it. So I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, whatever is in that Ouija board or attached to it Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like it's going to do anything unless I do something. 
No, it seems to be fine until you bring it out, and then it causes problems again. Mm-hmm. And we smudged, and hopefully yeah. you'll walk into my bathroom before you leave and let me know. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully there's no dude standing there again. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know what I want to do with it, though, because, again, I don't want to just, like... Because I think the guy that I got it from got it at, like, a Goodwill, mm-hmm. which if... That's where everybody sends their stuff if right. they don't want it anymore. And I just don't really want some kids or even... That might actually play with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even like an unsuspecting adult that doesn't believe in it. And is like, look, you guys, I got this, you yeah. know, at least here up in my closet. Now that it's happened twice, I thought, you know, the first time could have been... We didn't know if it was the board or not. It right. was just like the only X factor. But now I've gotten the board out twice. And the first time it was on display for weeks. Yes. This time, I literally only had it out to for like 15 minutes. Yep. And I put it back in the box and put it up. So, that being said, I will not get it out again. I was going to put it behind glass in here. Yeah. I'm not going I to. I'm not going to. I don't even know, like I said, if I want it in my closet. But for the millionth time, I don't want somebody to end up with it and be irresponsible with it. Absolutely. That's not right. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll burn it (laughs) maybe Maybe. i'll just keep it away or Mm -hmm. maybe i will take it to like a place that incinerates for you so it's not like it burned in my backyard or or something like that so if you have any experience with that let me know i'm not like sitting here terrified or scared or anything Mm -hmm. i feel safe in my home but definitely weird yeah absolutely and spooky no so there's your ouija board update don't (laughs) expect any more of them because we're not I getting, hope not. We're not getting it out. But I did spend $50 on incense and sage. Okay, so that's perfect. We're stocked. That's the good stuff yeah. to, to spend it on. Even Brad, we were smudging the house, and we were like, you have to bless yourself now. And he's like... And he was on board. It was yeah, great. He's like, okay, <laughs> all right, I got, I'll do it. <laughs> so thank you for listening to episode three uh, about The Blob. We really enjoyed watching this movie. It was a And talking watch. about it. You've got to watch it if you're a horror fan, just for... The, the history i mean it's it's just awesome and to say you've watched it too so every week we're going to give you and we have if you've noticed um we did in the last episode yep we're going to give you a little hint as to the movie we're going to be talking about next week by giving you the tagline for the movie or a famous quote or something yep we couldn't find one for the exorcist because all we came up with was your mother sucks cocks and towel (laughs) (laughs) and we didn't want to put that uh but I just did it anyways. <laughs> uh, but next week, she always gets a part. Stay creepy.